Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. We are doing something a little different this week. I have got Kara Starnes here with me. Hey, everyone. We did a little bit of an adventure today. It was a blast. Actually, probably more than a little bit of an adventure. It was a pretty big adventure, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we were out. We're, we're exhausted. <laughs> we are. I was trying to cook something on the stove without turning the burner on, if yes. that gives you an idea of how tired we are tonight. I look over. She's, like, stirring uh, spinach that is, like, refrigerator cold, and she's like, why won't this um, wilt? And she didn't turn the burner on. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So we're doing great tonight. We decided we would do this as kind of a fun, different episode. So I know we've talked a lot about the prophetic... And how we hear from God and all of those things. But one of the things that we have been encouraged to do and some of the groups that we're part of is to go out and prophesy to people in what I like to call the wild. In the wild. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the wild meaning anywhere that's not like our church or a prophetic group or our own Facebook page or something. So... Kara and I, a few weeks ago, decided that we would get together to do that, and we did something called a treasure hunt. Do you want to tell them what a treasure hunt is? It was certainly a, um, uh, a hunt. So what we did was, uh, and should we tell them about the, the ESOM group? I don't know how we... Yeah, we can do that. So uh, a few, it was a crazy experience. A few weeks ago, I was out walking with my friend Chelsea, and we were talking about, hey, we really need to, like, my heart's burning for evangelism. And so Chelsea and I made some plans to do something in Lexington. Well, as soon as I get in the car on my phone, I open up to, Brittany and I are in this, like, online mentorship group uh, with Jennifer Evaz. And we open up and, uh, uh, okay, so, like, four-something people were out in California. Washington, uh, actually. Washington, big difference. They're out in Washington with their cameras going around the park and stuff and praying for people. And they did it, uh, they kind of looped us in on the phone. uh, So the class was doing it live. And so as soon as I get in the the car seeing this it was like a huge confirmation i'm like i know god wants me to do this and um so Brittany and i talked we're about three hours from each other we're like we just i'm gonna come out and we're gonna do it together yeah so we so the treasure hunt idea is like you go out and uh you're looking your mm-hmm. your eyes are open your ears are open and you're you're looking um uh, for someone to encourage, someone to pray for, and that's what we did. We went in, uh, you know, kind of blind. You don't know what's going to happen, and we were blindsided many times. So yeah, <laughs> it was great. But it was all good. I mean, it all turned out well. Oh yeah. Um. So treasure hunts are kind of like a prophetic evangelism thing. So basically. Different people do them different ways. You might hear the dogs in the background tonight. They're pretty excited to have a friend over, so they're panting and pretty excited. They think they're the guest on the podcast. Yes. 
They are in a sense. You'll hear the jingle jangles and the heavy breathing. That's not us. <laughs> it's the pups. <laughs> so a treasure hunt is usually prophetic evangelism, meaning the one that we did with Esom, which is an online, the online group that Kara just mentioned, we actually prayed ahead of time and asked God if there was someone in particular he wanted us to talk to. Sometimes we get visions of clothes or something that someone would be wearing or a location. And then the people, usually you don't have someone online, but for that in particular, there were a few of us online giving words and then they were on the ground praying for people. But today we did a little bit of both. So mm -hmm. you go up and you pray for people. You ask God for words for people. You ask God to highlight people to you. And the people are the treasure. Mm -hmm. They're the treasure. So you go after, well, you don't go after them. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> you go to encourage them. And God will highlight people to us that need encouragement or mm -hmm. that he has a word for. Mm-hmm. Or even sometimes it's like today we met a guy who God just took joy in and we were supposed to tell him that. And we both felt it. We walked right past him and I was like, that guy. And she goes, me too. <laughs> me too. So we went back. But Oh, you got to tell him where we went. Yes, absolutely. So that's what a treasure hunt is. So we had planned this ahead. We did get kind of some words ahead, but funny mm -hmm. enough, I don't think we really ended up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. using any of them per se. It helped se. us kind of determine a location. It did. It mm -hmm. definitely helped determine a location. And that was, yeah. And maybe that was all it was about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had potentially gotten a name and the way someone sort of looked, although I didn't, I couldn't picture him entirely. But I saw a location because of it, and it mm -hmm. was downtown Nashville. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who have never been to downtown Nashville, it is utter chaos. I When we went downtown, I asked Brittany, I saw, we turned a corner and there was a flood of people. I was like, Brittany, what event is happening? She was like, Nashville. I was like, okay, I don't remember it being this bad. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, the only event is it being Nashville. It's just like that all the time. I'm like, have you never been? And she... Not in years. And not in the daytime. <laughs> yeah. And at night, it can be even crazier, depending. Yeah, it just... It took me by... I mean, we got there at like 1 p.m., 2 p.m. Like, it took me... No, yeah. no, no. It was later. But anyways... A little It bit. was daytime. It took me by storm. Yeah, it was... So Nashville, for those of you who have not... It's always crawling with people. Like, the only time it hasn't been in years is when the lockdowns for COVID were going on. And it was so weird. Mm. It was like a ghost town. Like you could walk in the middle of the street. Like we were like one with the crowd. Like people were like, you know, we we're like, oh, I just got bumped, you know, and that kind of stuff. Like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more crowded than an amusement park, really. Yeah, pretty much. Like Disneyland can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> so picture streets swimming with people. They're coming out of honky-tonks, so mm -hmm. there's noise pollution everywhere because every honky-tonk has the windows and doors open, and they are all, they all have live music, and it's loud. Like, it's they have so it loud. as loud as they can, so it's cranking, not just in the venue, but in the streets. So you have crazy numbers of people kind of crammed together, walking down the sidewalks and whatnot. You have noise pollution everywhere, and a good number of those people are very drunk. Yes. Because day drinking happens for real in Nashville. And you get 
it wasn't so much like this when I moved out here 10 years ago. Um, or even necessarily maybe five or six years ago, but it is really turned into a bachelor and bachelorette party town. So you get party buses driving by. <laughs> at one point, Kara looks at me and goes, is that a bachelorette party? Someone blew me a kiss. <laughs> yeah. And you hear like these buses driving around and you hear, woo, as the woo girls are like hollering out the yes. windows. To, they're cranking music on the buses as if there wasn't already enough noise pollution downtown. So that's the environment we went to. And I, t I told Kara, I was like, so I did get a few images, but like the image I got was specifically of us like being outside of a bar, but it's downtown. And she's like, well, that's fine. That's great. I'm <laughs> I like, like I like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was priceless when we turned that corner and she's like, what's going on? Like what events happening? And I'm like, oh no, there's no event. This oh, is just no. Nashville. So... We get down there. Mm -hmm. That was good stuff. <laughs> and we're like, okay. She goes, let's pray before we start. So we just, you know, kind of get this set and going. And I'm like, okay, let's walk a little ways up the street where it's a little quieter before we pray. Because I, it's hard to even find a spot where you're not being crashed into by mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. if you're in the main area. Yeah, we sat like on a windowsill. Yeah, yeah, we sat on a windowsill just like a block up from the main strip where there's still shops and things, but not like the honky-tonks aren't mm -hmm. right there. So we were sitting and we had literally just started praying. Like, okay, God... Show us who you want us to talk to. Give us the right words. Help us reach people today. Like, not a sentence or two had I spoken. And then Brittany, I see her like jerk, like a jerk movement. And I look up and she's like, stand up. She's like, let's walk and pray. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, sure. Like totally game. But uh, I realized she had sent, something was happening. I was like, okay. So we got up. <laughs> so... When we say, like, God will highlight people to us, mm -hmm. basically God puts a tug, like, in our hearts or in our spirits where it's like, oh, we need to talk to that person. Now, sometimes I'll have a straight up word, like, mm -hmm. I'll see a person, I'll have an immediate feeling of what God wants to say or a sense or I'll hear a word or I'll get a vision for them. Other times I can just sense things like, you know, like, if someone's going through heartache, I can usually feel that. Mm -hmm. Today... Basically, we were sitting praying and I felt the heaviness on this person as they were walking by so strongly that it made me lift my head up from our prayer. And as soon as I saw him, God's like, go after him. <laughs> so Kara hadn't even looked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, she was, we were literally heads bowed in prayer. And all of a sudden I see her look up, get up and let's walk and pray. I'm like, okay. So we start in Brittany. Okay, listen, Brittany's, um... Everybody knows Brittany's tiny. She can like speed walk. I am not kidding. She starts speed walking and I'm, I'm an active athletic person. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with this woman. So I knew she was like, she was like a hound on somebody. She's like, she'd sniff something out. She knew she was supposed to. And so we're following this guy. And so I know who we're following. She describes him. I, I catch my eye on him and we're following and, and we're a little bit nervous. You know, it's our first one. But listen, we're following him blocks. I mean, we're, we're having to catch up. It's super creepy already. But here's the thing. 
Okay, like t- it sounds so creepy the way we're describing. We were following this guy. Oh I yeah, promise it wasn't creepy in person. Oh yeah, you know we we made sure he didn't know he was being followed. <laughs> Sounds so bad. Okay. The art of evangelism, there's a true art to de-weirding everything you do. So if you're following somebody, you better be good at it. Okay. So, okay. But here's the funny thing. Like, like uh, we were trying to catch up and it was, I mean, this is a huge crowd where we're, we're kind of um, weaving through. Here's the thing. These other crazy evangelist people are out there with a big Jesus is coming back 2030 sign. Yes. And Brittany and I stopped dead in our tracks because we had just gotten close to the guy. Yeah. And then this big, uh, you know, doomsday evangelist is out there. We, and both of us stopped in our tracks. We're like, oh, no, we, we, we can't. We can't. It was hilarious. Yeah. We're like, we cannot talk to him in front of them. That's just not going to work. We're, he's going to associate us with doomsday people. So. Anywho, it was just funny. Just funny if, like, when you're evangelizing, like, the number of times you have to shift and go yeah. go, go back in. Totally. Well, and it was so funny because we, like, hung out there for a few minutes. Or not a few minutes, but it felt like it. We're like, okay, okay, okay. And then we're like, do we need to catch? I'm like, yeah, we need to. I know we need to talk to this guy. This is where the real speed walking happened. Because we had to catch up to him after stopping at this, like, doomsday sign. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like power walking up the road <laughs> and Kara's like you walk really fast and she's like okay <laughs> she's like running after me <laughs> now to, so I'm five feet tall for those of you who don't know because not all of you have met me in person you might think I'm tall from my photos most people do but I'm not <laughs> so but I grew up with two older brothers that are both over six foot she can walk so I know how to keep up. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we get close enough to this guy to like talk to him. And I'm like, hey. And he kind of glances over. He kind of glances over, but like he assumes that we are not talking to him. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, again. And he looks and we're like, yes, we want to talk to you. Is that okay? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. So we're not going to include any names, but... Basically, um, and I didn't even know this when he walked past us, actually, but this guy has been living on the streets, Mm -hmm. and he had gone to downtown to get food and a drink, Mm -hmm. and was walking back probably to where he set up camp, Mm -hmm. and man, it was a hot, hot day today, like, not hot for summer, but hot for spring, for sure. It was in the 80s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was in a heavy jacket and a sweatshirt and it was hot sunburned (laughs) yeah sunburned and we we just got to minister to him we asked him if we could pray for him we told him that god had highlighted him to us and that Mm -hmm. he wanted us to talk to him and we asked if that was okay and he said yeah and and we asked if we could pray for him so we did we just prayed a general prayer at first Um, and i discerned that he had been dealing with some torment of some sort. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was nightmares. So Mm -hmm. I asked about that, but he said he didn't really have nightmares, but he had been having some weird dreams. Mm -hmm. So we prayed for peaceful sleep and for revelation for those dreams. And he asked us to pray for clarity. Mm -hmm. He was such a good hearted person that had just been through some really rough stuff. He was young, which was the heartbreaking thing. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, we prayed over him. Uh, and he was so, you could tell he was like, he lacked human interaction. He lacked, uh, like true, like interaction. And it was so cool. So we, we prayed over him. Then he asked for prayer for some things. We prayed over that. And I think I just said like, you know, do you, do you hear God's voice? And he just like thought about it and shook his head. And so then we just prayed, uh, we had him pray, uh, that he would hear God's voice and begin to understand how God speaks and and works and moves. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, when you go out and you're really talking to people and God highlights people, words from God are powerful. I mean, one word from God can change everything, but sometimes people have physical needs too, Mm -hmm. you know, and it can be hard for people to hear. Mm Mm-hmm the emotional aspect or even like fully receive if their physical needs aren't being met. And Mm -hmm. the poor guy, we startled him so much. Like we didn't scare him exactly, but he was like, so we were falling. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he looked when we said hi the first time, the second time it was like, Oh, Oh, you're talking to me. Like Mm -hmm. he was just so surprised that someone would stop him to talk that he actually dropped his drink, which was just a soda, and it spilled everywhere. And I felt so bad because Mm -hmm. I'm like, it was very clear once we started talking to him that he was living on the streets. And I'm like, great, we just spilled his drink. He was such a sweetie. He really was. He was just a really amazing person. So after we prayed, I said, I would really like to buy you a new drink since we caused you to spill it. Is that okay? And he was like, that'd be great. So we got to walk back down to the store and we got him a new Sprite and Mm -hmm. a new water, but we were also able to get him some basic necessities too, Mm -hmm. you know, like toothbrush, toothpaste, just some things that, you know, we all take for granted on some level that make you feel human Mm -hmm. and some lighter weight clothes and, Mm -hmm. and a hat to keep the sun off his face, you Uh know, but it was really powerful You know, sometimes you don't realize the impact that such a small thing could have. But here's this really young guy that has just not had an easy go at life. And Mm -hmm. he just needed somebody to recognize him and talk to him. Mm -hmm. And he was so grateful that we did. He was so kind. He he had mentioned... um... Like, he had mentioned that in the last year or so, he's kind of just been a recluse, like hasn't, you know, talked to anybody, hasn't been in community, hasn't bothered people on the streets. And like, you can tell he has social skills. You can tell he's a people person. And so after we got through the prayer, like just having, being there to ask about his life and, you know, giggle about our ages and our, our, our backgrounds, like, (laughs) Like seeing him kind of just like have a normal converse, like we weren't praying, you know, we were done with that. And in the light in his eyes over just like these people, they prayed for me, but like they actually care about me. And like, I feel human and I haven't felt like a human in years, you know? Yeah. You know, we underestimate so frequently what simple, simple acts can do. Simple acts of kindness, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, there are so many people that just feel alone because they don't feel seen or acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And just to take that time to, like, actually open up your awareness and sense that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, 
I felt that heaviness. I felt the loneliness when he walked by and I was like, no, we need to go speak to him right now. I mean, I wasn't even looking. I felt it. I looked up and God's like, go. We weren't even done praying. Yeah, I was confused, but it was so fun to see. So later after we walked away from him, I was like, yeah, Brittany. It was just so cool. She was like, just like sniffed it out. But it was so cool. Um, It was just really cool to see what, uh, like, God blessed us. Like, you know, like, we were nervous going out. I was nervous. Were you nervous? Kind of. I. So it's been a long time since I've been genuinely, like, nervous. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't, like, I'm like, what am I going to say? Right, right. Like, we walked behind him for a while. She goes, what are you going to say? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it, and, and so we felt we felt blessed because we, it was it was a huge confirmation to me. Like, God's been speaking to me about evangelism. There's, like, signs that have happened. Like, I can't shake it. I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the training. Um, I'm sure I'm feeling while I'm doing it. But it was such a blessing yeah. Today that literally we didn't even finish our starting prayer and God gave us this interaction that I'll never forget. Like it, yeah. it was, do you know when you interact with someone and it's not like you just did a good deed or something like that for the kingdom. Like it was mutually, it was a mutual blessing. Like yeah. I walked away going, I like, I, I felt blessed Yeah, by that guy. Yeah. It was beautiful. It really was just perfect. And it, put us in a totally different place of, we can do this. this yeah. <laughs> God had mercy on us. He did. He did. He's like, give the girls something to encourage them. <laughs> totally. So after that, we kind of walked down the street. We ended up talking to a couple more guys that were, well, they were actually begging. The first guy we talked to wasn't begging. He was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, he was kind of trying to hide in the crowd, I think, actually. But the other guys, they were they were on the street with signs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt like we were supposed to talk to them. Mm-hmm. One of them talked to us about how he just lost his job. So we prayed for him for provision and guidance. Mm-hmm. And it was meaningful to him, I think. It was hard to hear him because the music was so Oh my, loud. that prayer was really hard. We were we were crouched down onto the sidewalk to because they were sitting down. So we were crouched down. People are uh, weaving all around us. Like there's alcohol everywhere. Everywhere. Um, some of these men are like shirtless. Like it's just very interesting. <laughs> uh, and it was just, um, and then it was so hard to hear. So... Um, it just, I learned a lot today on like, man, you have to be on your toes, but listen, one of the things I've learned about evangelism is like, uh, you have to have fun Yeah. because if you're not having fun, the person you're evangelizing to isn't having fun. Yeah. And so that's something I've really picked up along the way. And so today we walked like multiple points through. I was like, Brittany, are you having fun? I'm kind of having a blast. And she was like, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. (laughs) And, you know, as we interact with people, we try to make it, it's uncomfortable. Like if we don't know if people have, like I asked uh, the cowboy dude, I was like, has anyone ever prayed over you? I think I asked that multiple people, they were like, no. And like, they've never had prayer. Like it's not, we don't want to make it you know, awkward or whatever. We make it light, we make it kind. And, um, yeah, well, and I think when people think of evangelizing, I know, look, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. obviously you all know this, but 
I even had weird, awkward experiences with people evangelizing to me. Oh, I'm an introvert. I don't like being approached, so I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't really like being approached randomly by strangers either, depending on the circumstance and what it is. So certain, you know, like it can be weird. So the goal is to not be weird, but to just Uh have human compassion and like recognize when there's a need and meet that need. I mean, that's... That's kind of the way I look at it. It's not like we can meet a physical need for every person, but, you know, God will highlight things where, like, oh, this is an assignment I have for you, you know? And we're not, like, going up and, like, do you know the Lord? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the Lord? You know, like, it's... Uh, got our 50-page uh, thesis in our back pocket on apologetics, right? like, rehearsed. Uh... We don't carry big signs. Yeah. We're just, like, saying hi to people and talking to them and saying, you know, like... We're actually out today just wanting to encourage people and we hear from God and, you know, he told us to talk to you Uh like he cares about you today and we just wanted to pray for you and (laughs) buddy's saying hello. Um, That's my one of my pups in the background. So yeah, tell them it's buddy so they don't think it's me growling over here. (laughs) Kara's not growling at me. She doesn't bite most of the time. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just a conversation and every person's a little different depending on how they respond or what they're dealing with. Yeah, there was, we, we had a number of approaches. It was so funny because Brittany and I like, you know, we're still growing, you know, and we're like still a little bit nervous and, and still like, you know, uh, we want to test ourselves. We want to make sure we're, uh, like what we say, what we pray, what we do, it can be tested, um, to being, you know, led by the Lord. And so, but we today, we got in the car and we debriefed because Brittany and I, we both like to have a word before approaching someone. Like we yeah. like to have processed it. We like to have had, we don't need the whole word, but heck, we need just a little bit before we <laughs> do the deep dive. Well, we had a good laugh in the car because uh, we would we would see someone and then I would go, you know, Brittany, uh, what about that person? Do you have a word for them? And we would sit there for 20 seconds uh, uh, praying for a word. And then this person would put out their cigarette and uh, get moving. And then we go, crap. So then we start, then, we're, then we don't have time to get the word. We're like, go, go, go. So it does sound creepy. We were totally calm people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, there's so much chaos in downtown Nashville that we did not stand out at all. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that too. So, so for some people, you know, we just go up and we've, we already have a word. But for most of them, it was so funny. We couldn't even get the word before they move. Yeah. And so then we're just like, okay, jump in. And, and for example, one of them, we, we pulled aside and we just said, hey, um, listen, uh, I'm Kara. This is Brittany. What's your name? Awesome. This might sound totally crazy, but uh, we're just out here walking and uh, God just started talking to me about you. Is it okay if I share about that? They're like, okay. And we're like, wow, God really showed us, you know, this, this, and this. And so um, some of them, you have a word out the gate. Some of them, you have to kind of, uh, 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 you don't want to lose them, right? It was so interesting because I've done prophetic evangelism. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it evangelism. You can call it listening prayer, 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 whatever you want. We call it prophetic evangelism because a lot of times you're waiting for the Lord to kind of highlight someone. Uh, You don't 
always need a word. Here's the thing uh, Brittany and I are talking about is we're the only people that know we hear prophetically. The person we're praying for, they don't know that about us. If we just pray for their needs or whatever, they're like, cool, the Christian did the thing. But, you know, if we have a prophetic word, that's a surprise to them, you know. So if I walk away not having a word, uh, they're not going, man, you didn't read my mail, you know, because that's not really. So we try not to. Yeah, it was interesting because like she was saying, when we say a word, we mean like a prophetic word, meaning God's given us a picture for them, either for the future or something they're Mm -hmm. going through, like a word of knowledge. And usually for me, like, that's how I approach it. God will highlight someone and then he'll give me a download. Yes. Like he will download an image or a word or a feeling or, you know, and I will just know something that I need to talk to them about. But in the chaos of downtown Nashville, (laughs) it's really hard to get a word, honestly, because there's just so much going on and it's hard to sift through the discernment because Mm -hmm. there are so many people and there are so many different emotions and there's just so much noise so fast yes so we had to be quick yeah and then things would come kind of as we were talking to people there were i think two people we did actually kind of have words for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like those were impactful for those people oh yeah and Um, so going, like I've done this in multiple locations. This was probably my favorite, um, location I've ever done it. Um, I, I love, uh, kind of the outskirts ministry. I love, uh, the, wow, we're gonna, we really got ourselves into a pickle. You know, I love that kind of stuff, but, um, I loved doing, uh, what was it? What what did you call that street? Broadway. Okay. So <laughs> Broadway was super cool because, I mean, we get down there, we're shoulder to shoulder, there's smell of alcohols everywhere, you cannot hear each other. And like, for me, it was so cool to just walk up to someone because here's the thing, these people, they're already in the mood, in, they're in one of two moods, either um, I'm game for whatever, I'm out here being social, or they're like, I'm, you know, not in a good mood and anybody's going to aggravate me, you know? Mm-hmm. So you kind of have those two people. So either way, people are ready, expecting to be approached, expecting for something crazy to happen. And in that mode, when you come up in a kind way and you want to talk to them about, hey, I just had a, uh, it's okay if I encourage you through prayer really fast. There, It's not the craziest thing they saw that day. They, yeah, that's for you sure. You know? Okay. Hey, there was a guy walking barefoot like Moses with a staff, and he was like shaking his staff and fighting with imaginary things today. So we were oh, yeah. definitely not the craziest thing. And there was a guy dressed like a tree scaring people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That so, was. Yeah. Yes. Verdicts out on whether or not he gets paid for that. So, um. <laughs> but yeah, we got to, we ended up speaking and ministering personally to six people, I think, total. And it felt like a lot more. It did feel like more. Because there was so much going on. Yes. We spent quite a lot of time with the first guy. The next two guys, one was just passing through mm-hmm. and we prayed for his travels we mentioned the guy that had lost his job. So we prayed for provision and for him to lean mm-hmm. onto God for that and see that God is his provider and just for comfort. Um, and then there were two guys that we got words for downtown. Tell them that thing you said about when you're moving through 
a, for example, maybe you could compare the park to Broadway. Mm -hmm. How was the park to Broadway? How was Broadway different? And the thing you said where it's, it's easier to catch someone who's like actually needs prayer, feels alone, Mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so many people in Nashville are in big groups. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like moving along together in these groups, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like a bachelorette party or this small group of buddies or whatever. And you can tell that they're in a group. But because of that, the people that are standing alone Mm -hmm. or walking alone, even if they're in a crowd, Mm -hmm. something about them just stands out. Mm -hmm. Like the first guy we talked to, I mean, he was walking with a crowd of people and he went by so fast, we really didn't even get a good look at him. There was no way to necessarily know that he wasn't with that crowd, but you could feel it. I can't mm-hmm. really explain it. And it it made it easier to approach them in a sense because we were surrounded by crowds and that person was alone. Mm-hmm. Whereas we went to a park setting and there a lot of couples or like small groups of people were walking. And you have to like, if you want to talk to them, you have to like traverse the lawn okay (laughs) but like like the awkward long i'm coming towards you in a crowd yeah girl you could be following someone for two minutes but heck when you just bump elbows they're like oh hello person next Mm -hmm. to me we were very close and like there was something so uh natural about broadway of just like oh i'm just I'm running into you. Oh, heck. Um, can I, uh, I am seeing something. Can I encourage you? Like, it was so natural. And they're, like, those people just ready for crazy. And so when you jump in, you're like, hello, I'm the crazy Christian. They're like, oh, okay. Well. It's a far cry from the people screaming, you know, doomsday, though. So it's a welcome experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, we got to... Give personal words to a couple of guys, which was nice. They resonated, and our words were a little bit different for both of them, too. Yeah, it was, yep. One person, you know, a lot of the people we talked to today were dealing with heaviness and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's been so much in the world the last couple years that, you know, I mean, honestly, a lot of people are having a hard time. So when you catch someone in a moment like that, it's just God using that opportunity to encourage somebody in a big way. But one of the guys we prophesied to, it wasn't even, he didn't have a spirit of heaviness, Mm -hmm. but we walked by and we were both so just like, he totally was highlighted to both of us. We walked by, I looked at her, I said, that guy. And she goes, me too. (laughs) And I went up to We didn't even discuss. We just turned around and knew we were going for it. And I was like, this is, hi. Well, we just said, hey, and introduced ourselves. And he was like, hi. And I was like. We're actually out here, like, encouraging people, but God gave me a word for you, and I just want to encourage you, and Kara's like, he just takes so much joy in you, and I'm like, you're creative, like, Uh really creative, and he smiled really big, and he goes, I am, and I'm like, God loves your creativity and the joy Uh that you carry, you know, and we talked about that, and then we got to pray over him, and it was just awesome, you know, sometimes... People aren't carrying a spirit of heaviness. It's not like they won't make it another day if you don't talk to them, Mm -hmm. you know. But God still wants to bless them and say, Uh I love you. I take delight in you, you know. Uh So it was a combination. (laughs) Jennifer Evaz has talked in a few conferences that I've been to about, you know, how sometimes she's just been driving. And it's not even that she had a word, but she just drove past someone and knew. I don't know if they'll make it another day if I don't stop and talk to them. And she said that, you know, she just 
pulled the car around the corner and sat at a bus stop with someone to encourage and them. didn't we do that today? Yeah, we actually did exactly that. We went through a time vortex, and we don't know how long we were out <laughs> with this one person. Yeah, so we kind of had gotten to a point where we had done, you know, we had accomplished a lot as far as just reaching some people that, you know, downtown, like I mentioned, downtown, we actually only talked to five people, mm-hmm. which... Seems like a lot in some ways, but not in others. But we decided to have a little bit of a change of scenery. Downtown gets a little overwhelming at some point because it's because it's so noisy and it's just so crowded. And I felt like I needed a little more space to just process and see if we could maybe get some more specific words for people. So we ended up going to Centennial Park in Nashville which is a park that has walking trails. There actually was an event going on there Mm -hmm. today, but I don't know what it was. We didn't really go into that. And there's like a life-size replica of the Parthenon. So we went there. We actually pretty much just decompressed because there's a nice walking trail around a big pond. And no one was really highlighted to us while we were walking. Like the only people that were highlighted to us were people in couples and... It's hard to approach couples when you're walking like that because you don't want anybody to feel like you're being aggressive or anything like that. And you don't know how new it is or anything else. So we we decided that that was just our time to decompress. Just so you all know, my one pup is on my lap right now and on Kara's lap. And he's like getting his face up in the microphone like he's going to sing for you. And it is really hard to keep a straight face through this. <laughs> But yeah, so we just decided that the time at the park was probably just to decompress. That it was a nice time to walk and enjoy the water. And we're like, yeah, this was nice, though. It was nice to Mm -hmm. decompress after being downtown in the chaos and kind of talk about what we experienced. And so we're leaving. We are totally driving out of there. And as we're driving out, I glance to the left and I see an older man. And immediately he's highlighted to me. And I'm like, well, he's highlighted to me. And Kara goes, oh, so what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, we can stop. Like, McDonald's is, we can just park. There's a parking space right there. Like, we could just park across the street at McDonald's and walk over. Do you want to do one more? And she was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So that we, one more took just about as much time, if not more, than the all rest the of five. the day. Oh, my Lanta. Oh, it sure did. It sure did. <laughs> So I told her, I, she goes, so what are you seeing? And I'm like, I don't know exactly, but I feel like he's lonely and needs someone to talk to. And I feel like God wants us to. Mm-hmm. So as we started walking over, I started seeing a sunset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm seeing a sunset, like him watching it, but I don't really know what that means. Um, because I hadn't really had time to process. And that can mean a lot of things. To me, it means like peace and quiet and like a restful place where God can show his glory. But it can also mean like the closing of a season and entrance into a new one. It can mean that the chaos of the past is over. It could even mean, you know, like I'm partying on the beach watching the sunset. So we go over to him and we just start talking to him first. <laughs> he is, oh, I, what should, I, should I just come out with it? Full of baloney. He oh, was full of baloney. Oh my goodness, you guys. He was a tough cookie. Oh man, I had to... But you know what? As as tough a cookie as he was, 
He really did need someone to talk to. He was he was lovely in his own way. He was there were uncomfortable points. I mean, Brittany <laughs> and I we we exchanged looks many times. Um, but oh yeah, he was something else. He I don't even know how to describe his character. He but. wouldn't even tell us his name. We still don't know for sure if if he told us his real name or not. I mean, so he just he deflected through humor, but like, do you know when someone begins to speak and they are so full of baloney, like it's it's a total front, mm-hmm. and and it's just a spirit of of what would you even call it? It's a self protective thing, like. I mean, it, it depends. Some of it could be considered pride, but pride can go in a whole number of directions. Pride can even just be not allowing God to help you, mm-hmm. you know? And I would say that was more the kind of thing it was. A lot of the time when people go through a lot of hurt, they just build up walls mm-hmm. and it's hard for them to trust or let people in. Oh, he was just yanking our chain. Constantly. I mean, I would say for the first hour, guys, we don't know how long we were out there. But... No, but a long time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we left downtown around 4.30-ish. We, we and were, we didn't leave we that park, park until 7. Until 7. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm not sure how long we were just talking to him. But, you know, we just went over to talk to him. Initially, I mean, he started straight out the gate. Oh no, we had we he didn't asked even if get we a were word there in. to give him a citation. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Before we even talked, that to was him. good. And then he he figured out we were some kind of Christian thing, and he started was like, "All right, you want to talk to me about God?" And then he starts yanking our chain about a million. I mean, Brittany did a really good job at running circles around him uh, with him, but uh, he kept saying, "She's got an argument for everything, doesn't she?" Now, to be clear, I was not arguing with the man. Yeah, I was encouraging him. Or explaining when he asked questions. Oh, yes. He's... We could hold our own and he was surprised. Yeah. Um, he about... Uh, yeah, his... Anywho. But you can tell, like, even if someone f- seems resistant in that way, he did not stop talking. And wasn't that bizarre? It was as if, like, like, he didn't really know how to engage with us because we were there to pray for him. But he still wanted so badly to have human interaction that he kept us on the line. Yeah. And, you know, I could have taken it as this is someone who doesn't want to hear this. We should move on. But you know what? The more he yanked our chain, the more he talked, because he was talking. I mean, he was not going to stop. He was talking and talking and talking. He would talk over us. That was how I knew it was deflecting and it was, Uh like, self-protective. But... He he needed somebody to talk to. When people talk that much, it's because they're lonely. It's because they need human interaction. They're hungry. So, you know, despite the fact that there was so much deflection and he was teasing us endlessly. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, we're doing God's work just being here, interacting Uh with him, uh listening to him tell us stories and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, I mean, it's like we said earlier, like everyone needs something different. And it's not about being weird, you know? It's just about showing up and being present and hearing hearing their hearts, hearing what God wants us to hear, praying in the ways that they really need prayer. You know, it's not about pushing an agenda on somebody. At one point, I think he could see that I was uncomfortable standing because we had to stand for a long time and he was sitting. He goes, you wanted to tell me about your God stuff, go on. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. 
I'm not here with an agenda to tell you. I said, we're here to pray for you and encourage you, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm fine listening to you talk. Like, tell us what you were saying. But it was, it was really funny. And it went on for a really long time. Oh, gosh. It just kept getting better and better. <laughs> um, but, you know, he was truly yanking our chain. And, oh, yeah. and what we tried to do when he was doing that was to, to find the, uh, the real bits. Yeah. And Brittany hit it on the nail. Um, when he said something, he began to talk uh, about his, his family life. And you could tell there was stuff there. And when it came time, you know, for us to pray, uh, you know, Brittany, it was so funny because we literally could not get him to stop talking. So, I mean, I literally leaned down, uh, looked him straight in the eyes and I said, all right, I'm going to shoot you straight. And he, he giggles, giggles, giggles. I'm shooting you straight right now. Uh, I was like, we're, we would love to pray for you. And Brittany she hit it right on the nail. She was like, asked if, uh, something about his children and all of a sudden his true colors came out. Oh yeah. There was no deflecting. He crumbled. He did for a moment. Oh, it was yeah. just a moment, but he said, Oh, cause we asked him what he wanted us to pray for. And there was deflection with that. I'm honestly like, I'm not sure what was fully honest and what wasn't of some of the stuff he was saying, but we're like, we'll definitely pray for you for that. And then I said, what about your kids? Do you mm-hmm. want me to pray for that for you? And like she said, he just, all the deflections stopped for a moment. And he went games. They just, yeah. And he said, Oh, that's a good question. I've thought about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I said, well, I would love to pray for you for that. If you would like me to pray for you for that. He goes, is this, you know, like, this is what you're, then he kind of goes back to the games a little. Is this what you're pushing? Like, and I said, no, I'm not pushing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm here to pray for what you want us to pray for. But I have a feeling that you might want us to pray for that. And if you do, I'd really like to. It was really cool. Uh, when I jumped into pray, you know, I just, my word for him, I had a word. I just, when you have a word, sometimes you have to figure out how to say it mm-hmm. um, and how to deliver it. And this was a hard one. And, and you know, I just, I knew he had uh, relational failures, financial fa- failures, um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, when I looked him, I mean, I leaned over, I looked him straight in the eyes. I said, you know, after shooting him straight, I was like, listen, you're real funny. You got a lot of funny business. And I just said, but God knows how you really feel. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he kind of like, like starts shifting in his seat and tries to wiggle his way with a joke. And I was like, God knows how you really feel. And so we, we prayed and, uh, you know, he was, um, we got up and, uh, you know, he's bantering again and we decide to walk him to the restroom and then to the, to the bus station. And like, it was very interesting when we get to the bus station to say goodbye to him, he's kind of going back into a negative, um, mindset. I, I, he's just back into deflection because he knows we're leaving and mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do with the experience. And so he starts being negative again. And he's in the middle of bantering with Brittany. And listen, I have, ex- I have very good boundaries. Uh, I don't go out 
around town <laughs> hugging strange men, but he begins to talk about like um, human contact and how necessary it is. Like he begins to talk about this study in Russia with babies not being uh, coddled and, and held. And he's, and I like, I know what he's saying. And I said, I said to him, I was like, Bill, you said it right. Um, you said it right out of your mouth. And I said, you need a touch from God. And mm-hmm. I said, I hope that's what you got today. He starts bantering negatively again. And you know what I did? I wrapped my arms uh, around his his shoulders and gave him a, a bear hug. Uh, like it wasn't like something he hugged me back. Like he was holding on to his the cane, the walker. Yeah. So like he was holding on to his walker. I just throw my arms around his shoulders and and I hug him and I'm just smiling like a clown. And he goes he 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 shuts up literally. And he goes oh oh man. Oh, that's, wow, that's, uh, that's what I needed. Yeah, he said, that's what I really need is a hug. Mm-hmm. And we both gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was really where he crumbled. I mean, that there were it. moments, there were moments in other places where he'd start and then he'd be like, no, 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 I can't feel that. And he'd deflect. But in that moment, mm-hmm. he crumbled. So it was interesting. He asked us to meet a few. In a good way. He, we, we prayed for him. We did that. And he asked us to meet a few physical needs that we could not meet based on safety concerns. We're not going to drive a strange man across Nashville, you know, but so we, we didn't meet circumstantial needs. We did meet prayer needs, but at the end of the day, like he is shoving off the God experience and he got on that like in the second that bus pulled up, I really felt like I have got to give this crazy man a a hug. And it was the most powerful thing I think I experienced all day long because when I hugged him, every single uh, trick mm-hmm. that he was trying to play, away. he was like, he was like, oh my gosh, like, like, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. He gave me a rubber band as a keepsake. He I, I know he loves me. <laughs> he did give you a rubber band. She tried to give it back. He goes, no, keep it. I should have given my hair tie. Right? Oh. But yeah, it was a really powerful day. And, you know, sometimes you leave, like, a ministering moment, and you're like, wow, that was amazing, and you're, like, high from it. I don't mean from drugs. I mean, like, the God high. <laughs> Way better, y'all no crash, and it keeps on going. But other times, like today, you minister to so many people, and it actually, like, you can feel really tired afterwards. So we had a great day. It was so powerful. It was so much fun. We kept saying, we even got home, we were like, that was a blast. Um, Yeah. It was really fun. I've had different experiences that were hard and discouraging. Something about that dynamic in the busy Nashville, all that kind of stuff. It was just one of the easiest ones I've done. Um, I had a blast. I feel like we did good together. I think, we did, I yeah. I think sometimes it's important to make sure you're with someone like, you have to carry the, like I kind of say this, like my personality, Brittany's a singer, I'm not, but my personality, I can hit a high note and I can hit a low note. Like I can swing into big extrovert, even though I'm an introvert, but like 
when you're doing evangelism, you have to not only, it is, you're spinning a lot of plates and relying on God. Like you're discerning what God wants to do. You're trying to figure out how to make an entrance without making someone feel uncomfortable. And you're also trying to uh, do the human thing and kind of set the mood and carry the, carry the um, energy sort of like, a person could feel really awkward. Well, how do you give a, you know, a fist bump and a this and that and a joke? And so it is, it is, you have to really, uh, I liked going with Brittany. I feel like we were on the same speed and we, yeah. we kind of took turns, uh, uh, you know, hitting those high notes and, and, uh, it was really fun. It was, it was really fun. Hey, and we got ramen and boba tea beforehand, which made it extra fun. Oh my gosh, I was so happy. (laughs) So anyway, that was our treasure hunt experience. So that's pretty much all we have to share about that. But I do want to close us out, of course, on our positive note. So if you could come up with anything to encourage them, like one nugget for the episode, what would you say? To encourage them... Um, I would say this is probably uh, more possible for you to get out and do than you think. Like, I'm a huge uh, introvert, recluse. I, I'm I'm not very, uh, I don't like to kind of approach people like that. But like, I had a blast. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, I think this is something that anyone could do. Grab a friend. It makes it easier. Um, yeah. But... Um, And I would say the encouraging note really is don't go in with pressure. Yeah. Just have fun. Yes. Yeah, and I'm going to tag on to that a little bit and just say evangelism or evangelizing sounds like such a big word. Like, well, but I'm not a minister. I'm not this. I'm not that. Maybe you think, well, I'm not prophetic. I can't do prophetic ministry. But I think you've heard just from us sharing today that sometimes... It's really just smiling at someone and treating them like a human Mm -hmm. being when someone else hasn't for a while Mm -hmm. or seeing them and taking a moment to stop and talk to them. Mm -hmm. And sharing about God can be as simple as, you know, can I meet your physical need today? Like, do you need, do you need a water? You Mm -hmm. look hot. It's hot out. Like, do you need a water? And then when they talk to you, you can be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I moved out here. You can share a tiny bit of your testimony. Mm -hmm. It could be just a little snippet that's like, yeah, God really kept me through all these crazy things that I went through. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I could bless your day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Those little things matter. That's a seed being planted. You don't have to walk up to somebody and say, do you know Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. it's just about meeting people where they are. So I encourage you to be an encourager. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I, I want to know... If any of you have ever had any experiences approaching people in public and praying for them, one, giving them a word, two, or even just sharing a testimony, if you've ever had any experiences like this, if you have ever been called to this, I would love to hear about it. I want you to message me either on Facebook or Instagram and tell me. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Brittany Bexton, and that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-B-E-X-T-O-N. That's X as in X-ray. And Instagram is at Brittany Bexton. 
So I would love to hear your stories of what you have done. And I am so excited to hear your own experiences. Also, if you haven't checked out my book, take a moment to look it up. It's called Learning to Believe Again, just like the podcast. And then there's a subtitle, 30 Days to Finding Hope, Faith, and Comfort in God's Truth. So if you or anyone you know has gone through a really rough period dealing with COVID and some of the craziness that went along with it the last couple of years, I have been in a place of so much loss and trauma where I didn't know how I could believe, Mm -hmm. but God walked me through that and I learned to believe again. And that's why I wrote that book. So grab it when you can. And thanks so much for joining us for this episode, guys. I love you all and I will talk to you next time. Begin.